You're listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Glass City Church Podcast. This is intern Justin Shirley here with, you think I'm going to say Pastor Jeff again. We fooled you. We fooled you, right? Didn't we, Janelle? Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually here with Janelle Nafziger, and I said that right. Yeah. Okay, sure. perfect. I said it almost right. I always <laughs> mess up your last name. Uh, and so <clears throat> one of the things that we wanted to do, uh, and we did this a couple weeks ago with Daniel Lashbrook, is highlight some of the things that the Lord is doing very uniquely in our time and in our uh, body of believers at Glass City. And one really cool thing that we get to see is, is we get to send people, uh, and we get to help encourage people to uh, to go be missionaries, and Daniel and Jessica Lashbrook are uh, such, and Janelle uh, is also um, heading down the path of, of you, you like the term missionary, right? <laughs> I'm not a fan of the term missionary. Gotcha. Yeah. So what, what, should, we, what should we call you? Hmm. Um, I think person would be good. Person. Or... Um, follower of god yeah okay anything yeah 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 that you'd call yourself yeah. or people in your church or whatever mm-hmm. perfect yeah and so for uh for those who don't know who may be listening for the podcast for the first time or don't even know janelle potentially um janelle has a really cool and unique opportunity to go uh be a disciple mm. uh, who makes disciples in where are you going janelle Stockholm, Sweden. Stockholm, Sweden. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, talk to me about that. Um, so, what's the what's the goal of the mission work that you're aiming to do in in Sweden? Yeah. So, I'm going to a, a neighborhood just outside of Stockholm that's primarily refugees and immigrants. It's probably about ninety five percent refugees and immigrants. Oh wow. Uh, so, it's a unique place that does not. When you're there, it does not feel like Europe or Sweden, honestly. Um, Kind of feels like I'm in the Middle East. Um, But, yeah, the goal of our mission is um, I'm just there with – I'll be there with a team of believers. And we hope to be connecting with people relationally in the neighborhood and sharing our faith, sharing the gospel, um, going through truth um, with people who are interested in seeking. Um, and the hope is to start um, house churches um, with people in the neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. yeah, awesome. So, so talk to me about, because um, I know this is, I mean, this has been, how long in planning has this been for, from when you really kind of felt the, the push to go? Yeah, Sweden in particular came up at the end of. 2015 so yeah it's been a solid three years since sweden's been on the horizon gotcha Mm -hmm. and uh, i'm sure the lord had to to do some things and to move some things around and um what what has god done uh to get you to this this current point where you're uh, you're how far out uh i just bought my one-way ticket on friday <laughs> so I'm, i'll be going um july 21st oh, so wow. i'm two months out from going very cool mm-hmm. okay yeah so so what has god done uh to get you 
to this point? What has, um, what, why Sweden? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it started, I mean, when I was in high school, uh, that's when I, I really, um, really, the gospel became very real to me. Um, and at the end of high school, that's sort of when my heart began really like burning for missions. Um, it's when I kind of looked around me and saw that I had been living in a bubble for most of my life. And all of a sudden I saw people around me that weren't in my circles, but that I saw needed a friend. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of really my, yeah, my desire for ministry and for reaching out to people who just weren't in my natural uh, circles um, with the hope, too, of sharing my faith, like what had become so real and powerful to me. So going to college, I got really plugged into a college ministry at Kent State University. Um, it was an H2O church and yeah. got a ton of ministry opportunities with that. Um, had my first overseas experience in Iraq for a summer. Yeah, with my sister. She was there for a couple years and joined her for a summer. And that was my first exposure to um, a place outside of the U.S. And and what does loving people in that context look like? It's my first experience. And God really uh, met me that summer. Um, It was an amazing time because of how I was feeling his movement that summer in my life and in the people around me. Um, So that kind of coming back from that summer back to college, that was when I began meeting with a group of friends who we were all thinking that God might have us move overseas uh, for ministry. And so we just started getting to know one another more, started dreaming together and praying together and kind of like acting as a team together, just with the thought of like, Maybe God would send us together as a team. Hmm. So um, a couple years later, at the end of my college time, we heard about Sweden. And mainly we it really stuck out to me because of the refugee situation um, and yeah, how many people had come to Sweden to find uh, refuge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Sweden came on the horizon then, and uh, I took – my first trip with this team of friends like three days after I graduated college. Um, and I just loved it from that first trip. We felt so invited, invited and welcomed. Um, so I've been pursuing it since then. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so in that time, uh, God, God's preparing you for this work. Um, uh, and this is not your not your first time to Sweden, correct? This is right. This is not even your second time, right? This is your. This would be my. I've been on three trips, okay. short term trips. So this is. Yeah. Fourth time going there. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to be a significantly longer. Yes. Significantly longer. So what's the time frame? Do you think? That's a little uncertain. Um, I hope for at least a year, if if things are going well and I'm able to stay visa things is a bit tricky um if i'm able to stay for longer then i would love to stay for a couple years but i hope for at least a year yeah well talk to me about the visa how does the how does the visa work 
Yeah, it's complicated. Um, for there is such a thing as a religious visa, but um, I have heard from people who have done it, it could take over a year to be approved. Yeah. Um, so that's not the route I wanted to go. So I'm pursuing work uh, to get a work permit, which would be able to um, get me like a residence permit as well to stay so basically i have to find a job which i'm still in the process of of securing something um yeah that would allow me to get a work permit but the yeah there's a bunch of kind of question marks with that of what kind of job do i need to get a work permit and um yeah there's a lot of things up in the air that aren't concrete Mm -hmm. gotcha now what what would you like be doing if you did get a job there like what would you want here's a question what would you Mm. prefer to be doing (laughs) if you got a job there yeah um i've been looking into nannying um positions yeah so working with a family would love to do that working with a swedish family i think it would just really help with integration um and i like working with kids so that's ideal thought about working in like an international school um sort of as a paraprofessional um because my background's in social work. Um, or I would just love to be a barista in a yeah. cafe Why somewhere not? in the right? city. Yeah. That's, That's cool. like my dream. I, don't just, I just don't know if you can get a work permit for that. So, Traveling barista. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That'd be great. You'd like barista part-time, right? You could yes. be like a part-time barista and like a full-time nanny, right? I could do that. You could. So uh-huh. I'm just giving you, I'm just giving you ideas. No big yeah, deal. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, okay. So, so what is, or who is, I don't know how I want to word that. What's the organization that you, that is, is going, you guys just going, uh, out of just as a group of people or are you getting, being sent by an organization? I know Glass City is working a little bit in tandem with you. Um, mm-hmm. talk to me about that. I, my missions agency is called Reliant Mission. Okay. Uh, they um they really help with a lot of the administrative things mm-hmm. um so yeah that's my missions agency and a couple others that are also in sweden um but i'm also kind of being sent as well by local church so like glass city would be is part of sending me yeah. um as well as a little bit of h2o church which is where kind of this whole thing started yeah. um so that church in Kent as well. Very um, cool. Yep. You know, so Steve Long uh, was on the podcast. Uh, I don't even know how long ago, four or five months ago. Maybe that's not, maybe it's too long ago. Um, a while ago, Steve Long was on the podcast and he uh, was talking a lot about H2O and his involvement in H2O and mm-hmm. uh, BG. Um, did you know Steve Long? Yeah. Did you get, did you, met, you met him before? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's gotta be fun, right? Yeah, well, I didn't know him before going to class, class City Church. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, yeah, sorry gotcha. to clarify no, that. No, 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 you're fine. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, so, okay, well, talk to me about, uh, I know that you've, from from conversations that uh, just being around Glass City, um, you had some kind of unique experiences uh, with Sweden when you were on your tr- uh, on mission trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would like if you could share just, I, I know there was... Um, there's one one story you you shared with us uh oh there's a gentleman who had a dream um i I, I would if you could share that um that'd be cool yeah 
sure. I don't know how else to word that. <laughs> Perfect. I'm just going to keep it Good like intro. that. Good intro. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tell yes. me about it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so um, probably on my second trip to Sweden, uh, I just had shown up at a Bible study of sorts at a, a man's house, and um, this other guy, uh, there was kind of a, a lot of hype surrounding this visitor who was coming, um, and it was this guy from Iran, and I got to, after the Bible study, sit down with him and just talk one-on-one and hear his story and kind of find found out why there's, why everybody was excited that he was there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this, this man from Iran, he shared his story, and basically he grew up during a time um, in Iran where there was a lot of unrest, and even as a kid, he would witness, like, on street corners, just violence happening yeah. in broad daylight. Um, so as he grew older, he began feeling really, like, justice-minded. He began kind of speaking out against what he saw as injustice in his country. Yeah. Um, and there came this point where, like, the government uh, got wind of what he was saying as a young 20-year-old um, and they eventually put him in jail for some time. And mm. uh, even when he got was released from jail, he still kind of kept going with what he was doing, speaking out and trying to, yeah, change things in the system. Yeah. So eventually the, the government told him that he had to leave the country and could never return. They just wanted to get rid of him, essentially. Wow. So he ended up coming with his mother to, to Sweden, of all places, and... Uh, he had heard that people had been accepted there as refugees and um, that they had been a really opening country. So he came with his mother and um, yeah, just during, you know, his first um, months there had applied for a visa, was in a waiting process for a couple years actually, um, which is really common. The process just takes a long time. Yeah. Um, during that process, he was really just like stuck in cycles of hopelessness, like just working under the table jobs, um, and trying to just live from day to day, but really living with this big question mark above his head. Like if he's not accepted in Sweden, where is he going to go? You know, he can't go home. Mm -hmm. Um, what's next for his life? So there came this time where he got connected to this man who invited him uh, to come to this Swedish language class at his house. Yeah. And this man um, happened to be a Christian, and how they were learning was going through the scriptures in Swedish. That's how they were learning Swedish. So they got connected, and um, that was sort of, yeah, some exposure for this um, man from Iran, he got some exposure to just Jesus and um, scripture and um, faith and what it looks like for a Christian to live out their faith. Yeah. But a couple months later, after that friendship started, um, he had this dream. And in this dream, he knew that this visitor was going to show up at his house. So he was in his kitchen, like preparing coffee and tea and sweets to bring out. Um, like a good host and yeah yeah, hours passed in this dream and he went out to kind of 
yeah, check and see if this person had shown up yet or not. So he went to this like entry room and there sitting on his couch was this man dressed in all white and he had like this like glowing light around him. And in this dream, this man looked at him and said, I've been waiting for you this whole time. And I think in this dream, they had a little bit more conversation. Um, but basically, when this man woke up from this dream, he believed that he had just met Jesus in this dream. Hmm. And that Jesus had, um, by what he said, had been like pursuing him his whole life. He felt like Jesus, he had this thought like Jesus had never left him. Like he had been there um, his whole life. And from that dream, it just changed. It shifted his whole life. And he decided to then identify as a Christ follower. He believed Jesus was real and the son of God. And he decided to get baptized. And this is really exciting stuff. Praise God. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah. And to this day, uh, I don't know. Um, where he's at, if he's in Sweden or not. But yeah, just the fact that, that God has done that in his life. I, yeah, I just pray for him and hope that God is using him yeah. wherever he is. What's his name? His name, I probably will just say S. Just say the first initial. S, okay. <laughs> just in case, yeah. Yeah, perfect. That's crazy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, I mean, that's not... <clears throat> Believe it or not, I've I've heard multiple stories of people uh, who have dreams, who people who are over the the uh, who are either in an uh, Islam uh, controlled area or they're 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 from uh, Islam, right? They're Muslims mm-hmm. um, that have nightmares sometimes, have dreams. Mm-hmm. That I was just talking to a, one of my old mentors who had some uh, foreign exchange students over, um, and he's a believer. And they started talking about the Bible and started talking about their faith. And um, they've said that they've even experienced nightmares um, and just weird dreams and um, all kinds of stuff. And it's, I think it's, it's super easy in our like Christian box in America to, to think that those people can't be saved. Like, Mm -hmm. God's got it like the by they can't be like we we probably wouldn't say it but we think it like in inherently in us right mm-hmm. um but no the Lord's on the move and that's encouraging you just shared the story with the guy right You're like yeah God's doing stuff um yeah so like with the whole refugee crisis um you said there's so in, in that area of Sweden there's there's going to be you, are you I remember from us talking earlier that you said there's like how many different languages? There's like over a hundred languages spoken in this Yikes. one little like three mile stretch outside yeah. of Stockholm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, there's people from all over. It's not just one like mass, like predominant area. Yes. People from all over the world in wow. this one little area. Mm-hmm. And why Sweden? Yeah, for just, for them. Yeah, like it's just like laws there. Do they just like? Yeah, Sweden's traditionally been seen as a really open, welcoming country. Yeah, they and they have 
they're sort of a socialist country, so they have just a bunch of systems set in place yeah. for people um, that are seeking asylum, um, people that need help and services. They just traditionally have had a really great social system. So a lot of people, it's kind of like once you get there, um, you usually can stay. But that's changing in recent years because yeah. Sweden has felt the the effects of letting in so many people. Yeah. Um, and, and some people are fighting against it now and government is even changing and they've they've closed up more of their borders, so to speak, yeah. uh, in recent years. But traditionally, they've been known as a very open, welcoming country. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to think about because then Sweden... Swedish that is the the main language then yeah so there's you have a hundred and some so not even is it just the the God having to come overcome hearts that are hardened but also the for practically just the language barrier um is just it baffles me like that's just crazy to me a hundred different languages that are all trying to learn Sweden Swedish Swedish (laughs) um and just sorry i'm just kind of blown away right now that's a, yeah. that's a lot you know totally all those different languages trying to learn one language and then you're you're also trying to learn that language right yep so like how how far along are you in your like knowledge and understanding of that like if you were to put yourself in like a swedish school kid mm. like are you like a first grader second grader third grader fifth grader preschooler preschooler gotcha <laughs> yeah i've started watching some swedish television shows and try to picking up some like tonal stuff and whatnot yeah um but yeah i haven't had really any formal classes yet so gotcha mm-hmm. now that is that to come or is that yes gotcha. yeah i'm doing a little bit now and thinking of more ways in these next two months that i can um do some swedish work um but definitely once i get there i'll be taking courses gotcha very cool yep okay so talk to me about um, just the the joys of preparation for for going overseas, and also uh, maybe some challenges uh, in in going overseas. Sure. That are unique to to you. Okay. Which one do you want me to start with? That's up to you. Okay. Take your pick. All right. The joys. Um, I think. Yeah. M- the process of moving overseas is certainly adventurous. So it's been really fun to um, just kind of the adventure of walking through a bunch of, yeah, open doors. And, um, yeah, the thought of moving to Europe, too, is really exciting. And yeah. being in Europe is really exciting. Um on short-term trips at least (laughs) yeah uh for sure so yeah i think that that's been a lot of joy um it's just the adventure of it all it really is a great adventure um yeah i think alongside that uh the challenges have been um yeah there's many many unknowns with it and so it's kind of walking into a bunch of dark rooms that you just can't, you can't really see your way at all. Um, 
it just takes a lot of trust um, and a lot of just feeling things out and taking risks. Yeah. Um, so that's been a challenge for sure is just uh, the not knowing and but the continuing to, to walk forward. And um, I think, too, it's taken a lot longer than what I expected um, to get there. So I think the extended season of walking in a bunch of unknowns, that's been challenging too. It's yeah. not this like short, concentrated time like it is for some people. Um, yeah, it's been a long, kind of prolonged, extended time of this in-between, this unsettlingness. Yeah. So, yeah, those are two main things I would say. I probably could yeah. share a lot more, which I could. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Another joy, I think, is just the fact that I feel um, just really connected with my team over in Sweden, and it's been a really cool thing to be able to bring people in America into that, um, into what's happening in Sweden. Uh, It's been a joy, yeah, to remain connected to these people in Sweden that I'll soon be with. It's been a huge joy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll end on that. <laughs> yeah, end on the yeah. joy, right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with end that. End on the joy. I'll allow it. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how is, uh, just from what you've seen in prior mission trips, how mm-hmm. is uh, Christianity seen in that area of Stockholm? Mm-hmm. Is it is it widely accepted? Is it is it something that's kind of becoming more like culturally nominal, where everyone's kind of claiming the name of Christ? I know because in the podcast with Daniel, he in in Haiti, um, he had mentioned that uh, it's it's a really popular thing in Haiti for people to to say like I want to receive Jesus because they want something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's like culturally acceptable over there, but you're dealing with people who are from the Middle East, and so obviously it's not very culturally acceptable. I don't know if that was, mm-hmm. if there's, because it's Sweden, or is it still kind of like under the rug, kind of in the, under the cover of darkness, if you will. I don't know if you can call it that, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say th- there are there are Christians in the the neighborhood in the area that I'm moving to. Yeah. Um I think the the Christians um yeah are it seems like they're kind of more segregated um kind of spread out all over the place. Mm-hmm. And really there's no there's one thriving church like immigrant church and that's um a couple neighborhoods down the way gotcha Uh, so but in my particular neighborhood there's three different mosques um but no established church gotcha so there's no like there's mostly house churches is what you're talking about right yeah, some of those exist. Um, yeah, but even that, I think there may not be many churches. It may be people 
like families that have come that identify as Christians that are just um, not part of any any yeah. community. Gotcha. Yeah. If that is to know what the what the laws of Sweden, if that's like a like if it's like okay to to publicly claim the name of Christ, or if that's something that like I know, like obviously in China it's a little bit mm-hmm. uh, you face some persecution for that. So I just didn't know what what yeah. has been your experience with that. Yeah, in Sweden it is it's free. Yeah, you can um, publicly say that yeah proclaim the name or whatever say that you're a christian um yeah there's freedom for sure uh sweden itself used to be primarily a lutheran um country nation i think about 10 years ago is when the separation of church and state happened um but yeah so swedes a lot of swedes would say they're most common, like they would say atheist or agnostic. Okay. In the particular area I'm in, um, and this area is really known, it's known as the ghetto of Sweden um, because there's been... Lovely. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the ghetto of Sweden. Um, there's been an increase in violence. Um, yeah. It's known as a as a more violent place where police are getting more involved and... Um, yeah, and I think a lot of it is because of uh, there's many people that are in in-between times. Yeah. They're coming over as refugees. They've grown up in countries, hostile countries, and they don't have work. And so, yeah, there's a lot of things that contribute, I think, to gangs forming. There's a lot of gang stuff. Really? Um, and violence. Hmm. So... Um, at least from Sweden's perspective, I would say I feel safe being there um, in the neighborhood. Yeah. But from that pers- from Sweden's perspective, it's a ghetto. Um, but also in these neighborhoods, I would say it is primarily Muslim. Um, yeah, Muslim neighborhoods. So looking around, you would see... Like, for example, in my neighborhood in the main square, there's a mosque in the main center of the square. And kind of every day throughout the day, there are leaders from the mosque that just sit outside on the public benches and kind of just watch people walking back and forth. So Mm -hmm. there there is this like really this feeling of dominance. Like, yeah, these leaders are watching what's happening very closely in this these neighborhoods. Um, so we have done things, uh, like we've passed out last year. I was there during Ramadan. We passed out coffee and cookies or something, um, right there in the center square. And, uh, there was one day where there was some hostility, verbal hostility from people in the community of what we were doing. They weren't sure why we were doing it. They were suspicious of it. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a taste of the feel of the neighborhood. Yeah. And it's different. It's a unique place in Sweden. So that's not representative of all of Sweden. Yeah. But it's representative of this area. That particular area, which is the ghetto. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, for for those who may be listening who who want to, to support you and want to... Um, see uh, 
your ministry flourish, yeah. how could, if they, they so felt led to partner with you in, in this work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how could they do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, um, I would love to include my like email address or I have a website type thing as well that I can include. Um, Justin can figure that out. Yeah, it'll be in the uh, it'll be in the the notes of the podcast, the description. <laughs> yes, somewhere. Perfect. It'll be in the podcast somewhere. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. So, yeah, a couple of things. Um, one thing is, uh, I personally am still. I'm at about eighty percent of my monthly support goal, so I'll yeah. be. Like I said, I'll be pursuing a job, but it will likely be a part-time job. Mm -hmm. So I am also part-time support-based. So if people are really feeling, yeah, like they want to partner with with me specifically, that would be awesome. Um, I have a team of about 40 people supporting me at this moment. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, just giving small amounts each month. Yeah. So um, another way... um, which is really important is partnering uh, in prayer and I'll be sending out monthly or probably more like a few times, multiple times a year. um, Quarterly. Sure. Quarterly uh, updates on how things are going. Yeah. And I can include people on that email list. Um, Perfect. Yeah. That would be a main way that you can figure out how to be praying for the work there. Um, yeah, I would say those are probably the two main ways at this point. Um, and then if people just want to hear more about what's happening or if they want, if they're interested in coming over as a, a short-term mission team, yeah, a family, an individual, a team of people, whatever, we are always open. I'm going to be living in a house that has extra space, and so we, we host people a lot at the house I'll be at. Sweet. Um, yeah, so we can give people housing and, um, yeah, go on prayer walks together, um, really do anything uh, for what whatever people are interested in doing as they come. So that's an idea, too, if people want to actually come be a part of it for a week or something. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, obviously all the information will be uh, linked in the podcast. Um, Janelle, is there anything that you uh, – didn't get to say that you wanted to say anything that was notable that we didn't cover hmm. um that was kind of on your heart yeah maybe one last thing yeah um uh just yeah recently um there is a girl who uh was not in a great situation in the neighborhood that i'm moving to um <clears throat> she she's a girl from afghanistan i believe um, and she's young and she had, was walking through a lot of anxiety, um, mm-hmm. but had this dream, actually this dream of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I'm telling you. Again. It's... <laughs> yeah. Had this dream, um, where Jesus like was present with her in this dream and she, she woke up from the stream and her anxiety was like healed Hmm. um and she ended up moving in to the house that i'm about to move into uh taking over one of the bedrooms and she has 
recently she's been being discipled by the woman I'm going to be living with and um, and some other women and has recently decided to take the step forward and put her faith in Jesus and was baptized Um, and also just heard the decision from the Swedish government that she'll be allowed to stay in Sweden. Very Um, cool. She was granted like asylum status there. Um, But just I share all that to share also more of what God is doing, but also just to ask for prayer for her. Um, She just continues to walk through what it now looks like um, to to be a believer now. Um, and she's really young, but she, she has a lot of questions and, yeah. um, some relational things that are tricky, uh, in her life. So just ask for prayer for her. Um, we'll call her a, a perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Now, be- before we, uh, get going here, uh, how can we be praying for you specifically in the next, uh, couple weeks? Yeah. Thanks for asking. I think I would love prayer for just how to be using this time well that I have left here in the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still a bit open, like, and I have a lot of free time. Um, so I would use prayer for that, for God to lead me really each day, just how to use this time well. Um, I also would love prayer just for, yeah, um, anxiety and things that come up uh, in this transition time. Mm-hmm. I think I'm working through a lot of um, fears uh, walking through this um, just with all the change and the question marks. So I would love prayer for that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Janelle, uh, thank you so much for, for talking. Um, I know we are just so thankful that you're uh, willing to be obedient to where the Lord is leading you, um, wherever that would look like. Uh, and right now it's Sweden. So uh, we're so thankful for you and what the Lord's doing. Uh, and uh, for those who are listening right now, um, please go like us on, uh, what is it, Facebook? And and subscribe to us on the iTunes podcast Um we have content rolling out left and right. We have uh, from sermon audio to um, more podcasts, things of that nature. Uh, connect us, with, connect with us on our social media. Follow us on Instagram uh, for more uh, content. We hope to see you soon, and hope this podcast was a blessing to you. You've been listening to the Glass City Church podcast. For more content or more information about Glass City Church, visit our website at www.glasscitychurch.org.